Hey guys, Nick James here for Buds Bros and Superheroes, and I just wanted to say a little bit of a sorry. I was setting up the Skype call for this weekend. I didn't put the right input in for the microphone, so the webcam ended up having to record me. It doesn't sound great from my end. My guest sounds really good, though. Please stick around for the episode. It is a good one. We talk about a lot of cool shit. I am sorry about that. I will strive to do better. Please enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you guys soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buds, Bros, and Superheroes. The first time coming to hang out, let me catch you up to speed so everybody knows what's going down for this episode. The name of the show, Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, has been topics of the conversations which we'll be having today. In the Buds section, everybody's talking about Jeff Bezos going to space. We're going to talk about that and his plans when he came back down is getting into the marijuana business. In the Bros section, I'm using pod decks for the first time free version though no sponsor no ad there but i have some this or that questions that should be fun and in the superhero section we're diving back into the x-men universe this time shooting for apocalypse my name is nick james and i can't say thank you enough for coming to hang out today my guest today is one of my oldest friends ever everybody please give a warm welcome to adriana adriana please say hello hi guys hope you're having a great day if you haven't already, guys, please, can you hit the subscribe button, the like button, all those fun internet things. You know how the internet works. You know what I'm asking for. It'd be great. If not, we're just going to dive right into the episode the same way that we always do inside the Bud section. So the Bud section, guys, is all about news for Travelers of the Green. The biggest one that happened so far is uh, Jeff Bezos is the Amazon guy, the bald Amazon guy, the guy who could be Dr. Evil in a different world. He recently went to space, and everybody's talking about that. Uh, a lot of people seem a little just underwhelmed because he was there for just a little bit. How do you feel about his trip to space? I think it's a major farce, including Elon Musk, including Richard Branson. I think it's completely and entirely fake. You don't think they went at all? I don't think that they left the lower atmosphere of Earth. If you watch footage of the rocket, it has a curve. And it also impacts towards the front. And if you look at the uh, news report, it says that the engine, something about the engine had made the, the explosion or had stopped. But the explosion that you see takes place in the front of the rocket, meaning that it. Okay, so I look at information from a multitude of angles and I really don't trust these sinister people to tell us anything that's real about just science in general. So I stumble sometimes upon really well-read, well-versed people, and they speak about a firmament. And so, yes, that is connected to flat earth theory, but all theories I want to know about and study, I don't believe in censoring people, especially if they can show different um, facts and ideas that make you kind of think like, hey, you know what, like the curvature of the earth and being on a plane flight, whatever, what have you. But they, there is footage of these rockets hitting some type of, it looks like it's hitting like a, a water or like some kind of heavy gas. And it, it's like a, it's, it's an explosion. And the media will say that the explosion happened because of the engines, but then why does the explosion take place in the front of the rocket? So the theory is that there's a firmament that they cannot pass through, and so they don't actually leave 
our atmosphere, they leave part of it, but they can't go past a certain height. So all of the footage that you see where, like, for example, I watched a video of them, like, roving Mars or no. Yeah. Mars. Those videos uh, to a lot of people, they look fake and they also look like they're taken on Earth. The videos of Jupiter, that just looks like a fucking video game. That doesn't, I mean, I've never been there, right? So, like, when I have conversations with this about people, we always say, like, well, we don't know because we've never been there. But also, so many things are possible that I'm not one to say, like, I'm going to put 100% irrefutable trust in these people who are untrustworthy. <laughs> I don't know. That actually segues perfectly and then to what I was going to ask you. This article that I got here right at High Times, anybody can go ahead and find it. Amazon went to space, now onto cannabis. Written by Thomas Edward. It was just posted today as we're recording. By the time you listen to this, it'll only be a few days old. They go into saying about the skepticism from some people of getting Amazon into the weed business, while others are pretty excited because they're excited for the deep pockets and the lobby system that comes in. But more or less, I, I feel like you kind of said how you feel about that, at least for Bezos, of like, you probably shouldn't trust that guy, huh? I just don't think, like, I think uh, I would kind of put all of them in the same category. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, um, those are, like, kind of, like, people that are, we know their faces. Elon Musk, like, I just, I think that there's more layers, and I feel like they're figureheads for these things that are alluring, like, when you talk to young people, like when you talk about success, like they always mention these names. But when you look at reality and you understand like the networking and the connecting and the things that create sustainability within our societies, within our environments, you have to kind of take a gander at like what they're not promoting, what they're not doing. And uh, they do like give people platforms, but what are the platforms really creating? Like, it seems like a show instead of something that's really helping people on the ground every day live fuller, healthier, and wholer lives. I'm all about that wholeness. And, like, I see around me just, like, so much beautiful things. Like, people are so beautiful. They're so amazing. So I have, like, an aversion to other people trying to distract them or dupe them or make them think that society has to be one way and they have to follow that way. Like, I think that we have a natural order that is within us and we can listen to our own guidance and we can trust what we know and what we learn. And like life to me, like life is school. Like, yes, you go to school and you learn all these things, but your entire day is school. Your entire year is school. Your entire life is school. And I, I like people who work on always inspiring people to continue to learn and continue to grow. And that's why it's like, yeah, if I talk about this stuff with people, they'll be like, oh, you're a flat earth theorist. But really, I just don't. I, I like to listen to people like I love people and I love like learning from people. So I don't know the answer. I just know like a wide range of what people think. And I think that that's really inspiring because I like to help people. How can I really make an impact and help people if I don't understand that people have different ways of interacting with their own mind and with the world outside of them. And, like, speaking of, like, people who have, like, their sixth sense, 
people who have other abilities, like how did they happen? How did they grow those abilities? How do they activate those abilities? And I feel like it's a conscious choice to continue to grow. And I feel like you don't do that if you're only giving uh, given a narrow scope of information to be like, this is all it is. You know, like, this is the science. This is what we say. And it's like, well, how long have you guys been really doing that? The world, the earth is so fucking old. And there have been so many civilizations over time that we know have had so much more powerful uh, technology have used free energy. I don't know if you know about Tartaria or look into like the old world and how like, for example, electric cars. We had electric cars in the early 1900s, late 1800s. So that technology sometimes is suppressed by who and then brought back by who? Is it the same? Like, what's what is it? You know, I just like to I like to know where I come from <laughs> and where we all come from. I'm your representative. I'm a lawyer here. I need to know it all. It's really interesting in the sense of something that was once prevalent and then kind of pushed to the back burner. As I stick inside the bud section a little bit more, like it is weird to think that marijuana for the longest time was pushed to the back burner of like, no, you don't do that. Don't use hemp to make awesome textiles. Don't, we need paper and timber. And kind of what that's reminded me of is like, if this, did happen well no i believe you i'm not saying i don't but with this technology being pushed away like it sounds like big coal and big gas that pushed it away and then they got to exploit the earth for a little bit another hundred years and now they're bringing back electric cars and also going to make money off that the same way now that jeff bezos and different people like that they're going to ship me weed are they going to grow the weed themselves too like that's another big thing that i'm hoping to figure out because that would be awesome recently they even took off as an entire company. Now, if you want to go and start to work for Amazon, anybody out there, you can go ahead and not fear persecution of being tested for marijuana, which I think is actually kind of a big step for them because they do employ so many people. And now they're kind of not saying, you know, we don't care, but it's just what you do on your own time. Marijuana wise is your own time. And I do appreciate that in terms of them getting into the business. Yeah, if they're going to start growing, I would be afraid of of a bigger company just pushing out a product because any kind of product that gets pushed out by a big company, I do feel will cut corners and those corners could hurt people. If not the people who are ingesting it or maybe the people who are growing it or some shit like that. So I do like the idea of getting more product out there, but at the same time, at what cost, at what expense. So that is something also to think of when he enters, they enter this kind of business coming up. I also just wonder like, why do they have to enter something that it doesn't belong to them? And I feel like these people are, are honestly like they're gatekeepers. Like they have, first of all, we have so many people who are incarcerated for marijuana that have been put away for a long, long time and have suffered and their families have suffered and the stigma of everything has suffered. So to feel like they are one with, people is honestly like you have to say like that's just not true they're taking advantage of the fact that we all you know we don't frown upon marijuana and like yes like there are some people who do for whatever reason but i feel like like our generation is so much more like we un- we know more information right when you say like oh we're more open-minded we have to ask ourselves why and it's like we're the first ones to grow up with the internet and with connection to people all over the country, all over the world, 
who live different lifestyles and who do different things. But why not have that industry if you really were people like heroes, like, oh, I'm a hero, like, understand that people's livelihoods are really what is important, right? If you want healthy society and healthy people, then why wouldn't you have local people being able to have their own farms? And so it's like, you can make that crossover with food, too. It's like, as people working the land, that's that really comes second nature to us. That's like part of our ancestry. That's part of how we got here is we live off of the land. So to cap, like to kind of take that industry and say like, well, I have a billion trillion dollars. And instead of freeing up land for people, instead of freeing this up for you and that person who who's grown up doing this and has generations of their family who know how to do this clean know how to do it with health in mind. Um, no, everything's going to still be fucking hard for you, and we're going to take it. Yo, thank you. Okay, cool. Here's your package. We got it to you in 24 hours. <laughs> it's always like double-edged sword. And um, the, the thing you were saying about hemp, too, is like there's people who are creating like homes. Instead of using concrete, they're mixing hemp with limestone, and the structures are fire-resistant, mold-resistant. They last a really long time. And so it's like you see more people, like, learning about the alternatives. And it's not so much, like, has to do with the environment. It has to do with, like, you as a human being, like, what you're breathing, what your homes are made out of. Because all of that, like, we absorb it. Like, our our hands, our feet, our skin, like we it breathes and takes in all these things. I want to see like if these people really mean it, will they suppress the knowledge that people know and will they just go straight towards profiting or will they free our society? Like you know, in, like Bill Gates, he owns. If you look at a map, he owns so many acres of America now. Like in Louisiana, he owns about 26, uh, or actually it might be more. I know in each state he owns like 30,000 acres of land in a lot of different states. You could look at the map, but do you really think that he's going to let, like, for example, land back? If we gave people, like, reparations is a big topic, okay, Native Americans who have suffered, people who had family who were enslaved, Putting people on soil to live whole lives and interact with who they are instead of keeping us, like, off of land, that's the real way to, you know, make history right. And I feel like anyone who's not trying to make things right, I have to question. I feel like just making more and more and more and more money and expending the money on things like space travel, like, that to me, I'm just like, bro, there's, like, mad shit to do. Like, pick up anything. Like, you can do so many things. You have so much power, so much influence. And that's how I feel like it is some Dr. Evil shit. Like, you know, look at the that's fucking exactly movie. what I was about to say, dude. Dr. Evil or um, fucking what was the other evil bad guy? Lex Luthor and shit? It is starting yeah. to look a little bit more and more like that. And I can't agree of just, like, maybe stop doing that sometimes. Or I also agree with the point <laughs> that you made of why can't we grow our own medicine? You know, why can't I take my backyard and turn it into 
my own medical field or grow myself. Right here in Pennsylvania, we just got that turned down. I can't do anything like that for my very own medicine, which I'm allowed to go pick up at like a tax rate of 50% or more sometimes, of course, but it seems a little bit bullshit. But do you ever watch the movie One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. So it's kind of like take your medicine. It, it kind of like kills like the, well, where's my medicine coming from? Like, like, like you took my medicine and it's like, how the fuck do I know if it's still my medicine? Like, People tell you to grow your own food. Like, if you could do it yourself, do it yourself. It's the same thing with weed. So it's like, for example, in New Jersey, they had all of the people that they needed to have their votes, right? Okay, we need all of you to have, we need your votes. So we're going to tell you how amazing it is to legalize, legalize it. It's something that we know you've wanted. So now it's like you have to have millions of dollars to get into the industry. But you took my fucking votes, but I can't get into the industry because I don't have millions of dollars. You guys do. How did you get those millions of dollars? You were doing some corrupt shit. Like you weren't putting that energy, right? Money is energy. You weren't putting that back into the flow, into the circulation. You were stopping the hose. And it's like there's something wrong with capital. Like, yes, like buy, own, have capital, do this and do that. But at some point, it's like you have to be a part of the people. And it's like you very well should be able to grow shit on your fucking front lawn. If we had enough of us, that was like, you know what, let's just fucking do it. I'm not going to save millions of dollars. I'm not going to save millions of dollars and fuck you over and fuck you over and fuck you over and fuck you over to get permission from this thing that fucks everybody over. Why don't we just stop fucking each other over? Because we're the ones that, like, I have to come to your house to give you a ticket. I have to come to your house to fine you. What if I don't fine you? That's how much power we have as people is to just be like, how about no? Like, (laughs) you need us to carry out. Yep. They're the few. We are the many. Yeah, and Seth Rogen just bought land in upstate New York because he's going to grow in upstate. Well, he's been doing great in Canada already, so he's he's got some of the prettiest packaging I've ever seen. I really want his brand to come down here and have us get it, so I'm not going to – I'm going to let him do that. Go ahead, Seth Rogen. I, I, like, have been just, like, trying to learn more about, like, just – organic organic farming soil fertility like not harming the soil and what that looks like and what it has looked like over generations and like i've learned that like even something that says that it has an organic label it might not always be organic like they paid for the label so i feel like i don't i'm not like somebody that walks outside and is like oh my god chemicals like i'm fucking like oh shit everything's chemical like i know that like your body is a amazing motherfucker and like it takes in all these things and cleans everything and you're like a fucking purifier you're a cleanser walking around here but at the same time it's just like if i'm gonna pick my poison i want to know i want to know if someone is poisoning something or if something is legitimate like and i and that's the thing is like i feel like the more i go the more i'm like you really can't trust anybody Because some people are, like, dumb lucky. Like, they're just, like, dumb about it. Like, who knows? Like, you might be like, oh, yeah, I'm putting this chemical on my grow. But uh, it doesn't say that it does anything. 
it says that it does this, but it's like whoever made that fertilizer, they know that it's also like it's it's weird. Like glyphosate is something that they put on the French fries at McDonald's, and it's it's a known toxin, and it it actually has been proven to change the sex of frogs from uh, male to female, and they they grow the potatoes that McDonald's uses for French fries. They use glyphosate. It's just. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Labels are definitely something that should be taken more seriously, and I just want to comment on uh, Super Size Me Too. Holy Chicken is the name of it. The guy from the first one comes back, and he's going to start his own chicken restaurant, and he really digs in on big chicken. And the thing that this reminds me of is to get, like, cage-free or... He basically has a section in the movie, I'm sorry to bastardize it so bad, where it says that all the labels that you go for on your chicken slash eggs to make yourself feel better about this are loopholed into very small things. Like, to be cage-free, they have those giant containers, like, what are they called? For, like, usually uh airships. No, not airships. Spaceships. Not spaceships either. Airplanes. There we are, people. And that's usually where your chickens come from. They're in these giant football-long fields of, like, domed things, right? So to be cage-free, all they have to do is open that door and give a space enough for about two people. And, like, he looks at the camera and he goes, yeah, this is cage-free, all right, or free roam. That's what it is. To be free roaming, they only need to have a foot or two outside the door of these things. And just made me think, yes, I really hope to kind of round this all up, that we don't do that with weed one day, where it's just like, nope, there's no pesticides. Because really, we we only used it during the first month. And, you know, if you used it during the first month and not the last nine months, then it doesn't really count or some shit like that. That I know this goes on in food and goes on in different things like we're talking about. So with getting bigger, there are chances. Like I said, with getting bigger, I always do believe that corners will have to get cut for mass to meet the people. And those corners can hurt us. So we'll always stay up to date. Let's get labeling really good and figure out exactly what's going into us as People like we've been talking about enter the medical or the actual, no, just the marijuana business in general. Fuck you, J.S. Bezos. And let's make, like, morals, values, and knowledge, let's make that cool, right? Because, like, we made Seth Rogen cool. Like, we have that power. Like, if we didn't think, I'm not, I'm not trying to hit on Seth Rogen. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. Like, they know what they're, they know, right? We all have a soul. And, like, that's real. I don't know what, what they go to sleep at night and they're okay with or not okay with. But we, as a society, we have the power to, like, really be, like, specific. Like you said, like, really specific about, like, what we accept and what we don't accept. And really knowing, I fucking agree with you. Thank you. With that, though, we are going to close on out of this bud section and head right into the next one of the bro section. This time we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Before we start that, though, like, in terms of bros, you know, by that, pretty much it means friends. It just rhymed very well with Buzz Bros, Superheroes, Three Literatives, blah, blah. But we're, we're some of the oldest bros that I think I have in the world, man. Uh, we've known each other since kindergarten. We've been, I would say, good friends since the plays. So seventh grade, we became good friends. But by ninth grade, I would say we had a best friend era that has continued till now of just knowing each other very, very well. And I just want to start off saying thanks for being my friend this whole time. Thanks for coming on and being with my podcast right now and always supporting me, liking me and all that. It's great. It's great to know somebody that long and to have such a good friend. 
I'm really grateful for you, for sure. Very grateful. And also, I am your brother. We're brothers. I'm brothers with everybody, and you're you're an awesome fucking brother. Thank you, and that's how I'm gonna from now on start this. Like, yeah, bros means brothers, and we're all brothers, right? I like that. Yeah. With that though, there is more that we can learn about each other. So I'm I uh, got hooked onto this other podcast, and he uses Poddex to actually sponsor him. So I looked into it, but that shit costs money, and I'm not gonna do that. But you can unlock a preview version. So I have there This or That Volume 1 by Poddex. If you like it, you go out and buy it. This isn't an ad, but I wasn't going to buy it. So are you ready for this rapid fire? Yes. All right. Do you prefer headphones or earbuds? Headphones. Why is that? I don't know, but after I made my mind just like I prefer this, like I heard a lot about the radiation that passes through your fucking skull when you use earbuds. The other thing is I don't like stuff that you have to charge. Like I could barely fucking charge my fucking phone, you know? So if I put on like a pair of headphones in, those are just my headphones. I don't have to have them charged up. You know, that's the real fucking reason actually. That's, that's the a real great reason. Oh yeah. I tried once and they just don't fit in my ears. I feel like sometimes I might want them because when I'm mowing the yard, let's say, like I have giant headphones, which I love. But if I'm mowing the yard or taking the dogs out or something, they get heavy very quickly. I feel sweaty much more where I'm like, fuck, I wish I could wear earphones or earbuds, at least just for this one activity. But yeah, I don't fuck with those either. Good call, though, with the charging. Yeah, I don't want to remember how to do that. And, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, when I talk about, like, the radiation thing, like, I'm aware that, like, your Wi-Fi and this and this and blah, blah, blah. I really believe, like, we grew up on the East Coast. This whole place is fucking radioactive. Like, we're good. We're here. We adapt. We 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 do our damn thing. But I like to know what I like to know so that I can, like, for example, you know me back in the first 10 years of my 20s, so my entire 20s, like, I didn't really know, like, what was healthy or what was what when it came to, like, ingesting things or putting things in my body or even, like, putting things on my skin, like, topical, like, so now it's, like, I like to know because I believe in balance. So it's, like, yeah, if I'm going to smoke weed, if I'm going to go over here and do this, if I'm going to have that, like, I like to know my levels, like, you know, I've, I've had things manifest as physical illness where I've been like, wow, I have to, that's a wake up call. Like I have to take care of that. And like, for example, I don't take Advil. I don't take Tylenol. Like I deal with my pain or my illness as it being like, this is something it's trying to tell me something. I need to drink more water. Okay. The water I'm drinking, it fucking tastes bad. Okay. I don't want to buy bottled water because that's kind of fucked up. It's too much plastic it's expensive. So like, what are my alternatives? And I feel like I just, I want to know, like, I want to be aware. And I, and that includes being aware of like what these things are really made out of and how they work and how that connects with our human body, like electricity. We're all electricity. You have to be strong though. Like I'm not saying that anyone's going to get sick off of certain things, but like if your body isn't balanced then yeah, like, you might be susceptible for something to make you unwell. I don't want to be unwell because I have to work really hard. Like, I'm a working-class person. If I become unwell, what the fuck is going to happen to me? So 
when I talk about this stuff, it's never to make people feel weird, freak them out. It's only coming from someone that's like, I have to take really spectacular care of myself because I like this, this is my freedom. Like this is all I own. You know, everything else is kind of like, we don't really own it. We own what goes on inside of these arms and, you know, these organs. Like, so if this is something I own, I'm not going to shit it up. That's a good point. That really made me think I should probably stop. I eat like 16 packs of Gushers a day. I, I love probably, Gushers, the watermelon. I know, they're so fucking good. Why should I stop those? <laughs> Endless circle. We grew okay. up like our parents in the 90s going to the grocery store. Like we grew up on sugar. Like when we were in school, like eating lunch, like those lunches were just like sugar. Hell yeah. That's what we ate. I'm children of the corn syrup out here. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I love that as well. <laughs> but I've done all right because I'm like, I feel really good. And like, I used to not like I used to feel fucking terrible. Like the, the summer would come and I'd be like, I can't go outside. I'm going to melt like a fucking slab of lard. And now I'm like, I can go outside because I've like, I've adapted and assimilated to nature, not to fake synthetic shit i'm not assimilated to that i don't do like wearable technology for example only because i would rather spend less time charging things and more time outside like interacting with people and like experiencing like what it what is alive everything is alive but i feel like you just find a lot of shit out there that's alive i do have a few more if you don't mind about these this or that puppies or kittens puppies yeah, right? Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Me too, bro. I don't know. Waffles sometimes get a little too crunchy, and I just I can't get through it. I love pancakes. Mustard or mayo? Mayonnaise. Right? <laughs> I just, every time I think of mustard, I think of somebody who hates mustard and Ray Young from CKY. I don't know. <laughs> Hot Pockets or pizza rolls? This one's... Pizza brand- rolls. Yeah, right. What's your favorite type of pizza roll? The pepperoni one. I feel those are really good, but if I'm going for it, I don't know why. I don't like combination pizza. Like, I don't want a pizza with sausage, pepperoni, and a bunch of stuff. But in a pizza roll, I find it's much more manageable. And that was it. That's all they'll give you with that. If you want to try your free pod deck trial, it's like, it's, listen, it's so choose a subscription plan. So for $9.99 a month, you get all the pod deck questions forever. Everything that you want. So right now I see you can do this or that. Gay pride, film buff, episode ideas, history, funny films. That's my dad. I mean, there is just countless amounts of different things to go into and then get pod deck questions. But for $9.99 a month or just give them 80 bucks up front for the year. Which I'm like, no, that's crazy, bro. I can't pay that. I I almost have no subscription services outside of television anymore. Like no more music, boxes, anything like that. Had to all take a break. And though this was fun, I'm pretty sure I could have come up with this or that on my own. I just wanted to see what all the hype was about with pod decks. So thanks for coming on that journey with me. I liked it. With that, though, we can close on out of this bros section and enter into the superhero section where today we're going to be looking at X-Men Apocalypse. I have an affinity with X-Men because I feel like they 
tapped into, like they were born into it. Like they didn't have a choice. Like they were activated. And so they had to find alternative ways to exist and to subsist. And so like I have such a strong affinity with that particular superhero story. Because like they were different. Like what works for somebody else isn't going to work for name any X-Men. Like they have to find their own way of doing things so that they can continue balancing their power because we've seen it right how many x-men were swayed into working for sinister groups or sinister people and then you go down the rabbit hole in that universe and you learn how all these things are connected and you're like oh wow like this isn't just like by happenstance it goes to historical events communist poland was in apocalypse they talk about the holocaust like they talk about scientific experiments, people experimenting on humans, making hybrids. Those things are real. So it's like, it's a, it's like a serious crossover. Like even Bruce Wayne, like having people in society that are kind of gatekeepers. And like, I don't hate on Batman, but like that dude had a lot of technology. Like, let me in that mansion. Like, why don't you make a school? I like Professor X out of every hero i think professor x is amazing because he balances everything and everyone and he taps into all these energies he doesn't abuse anything he's like on another level of consciousness where he's so aware that it's not about money it's about taking care of natural just being natural damn i love the school for what's the school called the school for gifted youngsters yeah incredible i want to open a school like that but like you know no one needs to have fucking titanium growing out of their hands or like control the weather like we could just be ourselves i just like the energy of those like watching the movies and like seeing the classes like i feel like the, the students are happy because they're learning things that apply to them that make a difference in their evolution in their growth in their in their expansion and they finally feel like there's a place for their true selves and i feel like a lot of times the schools that we go to it's almost like a it's like fake it's not really there for our true selves it's there for who we are supposed to be in the eyes of not ourselves like we're not learning to do things for ourselves or to benefit each other and benefit the world we're learning things to kind of be a part of something that I don't agree with necessarily. And I think that there are a lot of good people at a lot of stages of awareness and consciousness in all different sectors of everything. But I just, I think that there is like a, a better way to raise youngsters. And I respect Professor X. So today we're going to be talking about X-Men Apocalypse. that came out in 2016, directed by Brian Singer, written by Simon Kingberg, Brian Singer and Simon Kingberg share a writing credit as long as well as Michael Dowtry and Dan Harris based on characters by Jack Kirby Stanley. So it stars James McAvoy as Professor X, Michael Fassbender as Magneto, Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, as we got in all the previous ones leading up to this. But in the different universe, the ones that came out when we were younger, uh, 2000 was the first one. We had Patrick Stewart playing Professor X. Okay. The old and the young. Yes. Which did I prefer? Yes. I prefer the young. I prefer the young. 
And and it's not because I prefer one over the other. It's just that like which one is more relatable to us now in like our perspective and it's like watching someone when they're older like it's harder to understand like what makes them the way they are as an adult and i'm not saying that like you can watch both those actors and be like wow this is so flawless like they're the, they are them like they're acting but at the same time like watching the young professor x i feel like it's really inspiring because you see someone that's your own age who's just like on fucking point with everything that they're understanding everything that they're doing and I really enjoyed, like, going back in time with them and seeing, like, the evolution. That is some of this as well. And kind of speaking of the evolution, we'll know that he eventually does become bald. So James McAvoy <laughs> thought that he was going to have to be bald, so he showed up bald for the first movie. And they were like, nah, you can, like, totally have hair. We're not going to do that for a while. So in the first movie, we actually see him. He needed extensions. And just to really quick kind of go back on Patrick Stewart, he's funny as fuck, man. He's he's a great guy. I suggest you follow him on Instagram and different things like that because he's just, for his age, he's really fucking funny. And so he has quoted here saying that if he wasn't going to be asked back to play Professor X, he would be willing to come back and play Mystique should Jennifer Lawrence start playing up. He said, I'm so ready to be naked, painted blue, and the world is ready for it too. <laughs> I like him. He seems funny. He and Ian McKellen, who played the old Magneto, or the original, if you will, they're actually really good friends, IRL, and they hang out and go to soccer games and drink beers, and Patrick Stewart has a pit bull, and I have a pit bull, so I'm really fucking into that shit as well, because he's got a pretty little pity, and it seems to give kisses as well. When we were talking about movies to go into, the one that you wanted to talk about, you were like, X-Men. Now, we've heard so much why you like the X-Men, but I was like, oh, we've got so many movies to pick from. You specifically wanted to talk about the one with Evan Peters. So even though he showed up in Days of Futures Past, he shows up in this one, and it does outdo that scene so very much. Why do you like that scene so much? I feel like it just tells you that, like, Everybody has their fit. Everybody has their place. And so when you think that, like, something is hopeless or just like, oh, no, like, this is, it's despair. Like, for example, watching um, Mystique kind of battle through, like, what decisions to make and what was motivating her to lean toward, uh, what's his name, Magneto. And, like, you understand what she's doing, but the whole time you're watching and you're like, no, like, go back, like, like, make it right. Like, do this instead. Do that instead. And I feel like that's a battle that's an internal battle that a lot of people go through. And it and it kind of shows that, like, you might be going through that and they might be going through what they're going through. But then there's a character. What's Evan Peters character's name? Peter Maximoff. Peter Maximoff, like his power and his timing, I feel like it's kind of a showing this idea of like divine like it's divinity where it's like everybody is created and you don't realize that we all fit together to make the best possible case scenario and if you have faith and you stick with what you know and you want to make the choices that lead to the vision of the future that you don't have to be led by fear like i feel like mystique she kind of made decisions because she was fearful because she saw she saw things that were accurate to be afraid of and signs that showed like this is not going to go well, but she didn't keep sometimes her faith. And I feel like when you see a character like him, you're like, oh, like 
no, because like there's always something good. There's always something that's in place to counteract. It's like it's like pre-planned. It's like a written thing. And I feel like that's kind of what brings me to a lot of these superhero stories, because I feel like there's always this uh, theme of like, even when you think everything has gone to hell, like it's not true because there's always a balance and there's always power and strength that so many people are harboring and they're coming into their power and they're coming into their strength at different times. So I like that scene because it it gives me hope. It gives me like, it gives me confidence to like have a better mindset about every day because that school, like it blew up, but all those people were safe and it happens all perfectly. Like even like look at looking at the scene and, seeing how the fire is just about to burn somebody and he shows up literally like he's drinking, like, you know, he's eating snacks and he does it all. And he take it takes him a minute. Like it takes him a minute. I saw someone say like, okay, if you give me 10 years to write a paper, I'm never going to not wait till the last minute. And you know what that proves? It proves it only takes a goddamn minute. So why would I waste 10 years writing this paper when it only took me a minute to do it's goddamn um, brilliant. And I feel like I feel like that's the way. Like you have to be on your own schedule, and I like that about a lot of the X Men. Is like they're on their own schedule, and and time works on their on their terms. Like time works on their side. The universe works on their side, and as long as you keep that confidence and keep up that like ability, you're never late. You're never late. You're always on time, even when you think you're late. Like you're good. Take care of yourself. You want to linger and finish your breakfast and eat an apple and drink that water? Go ahead and do it. It's your life. You set the pace for it. So I like that. So in the movie, that scene only lasts three minutes, but it took them 20 days to do it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, here's the thing. I saw all of the X-Men. I even, I remember my mom took me and my brother to see the first one in theaters and we saw the second one. I've, I think I've seen a lot of them in theaters. This one I didn't even know was created and someone showed me just that scene and I was like, I have to watch this. This is incredible. Like, I loved it immediately. And I really like Evan Peters also. I like him a lot as an actor. Did you watch any of WandaVision? No. All right. I don't know what that is. Well, a little bit. All right. I'll, I'll keep you. I don't want to. We didn't talk about it. It's then. Okay. I don't really watch like uh like I don't have Netflix. I don't have Hulu. I don't watch TV. But like last week I was home with my mom and we all of a sudden have Hulu hooked up. My brother hooked up the TV for it. And we watched this series called The Outsiders. And I feel like you would love that series. It, it's very Sons of Anarchy vibe. And I think. One of the sons, um, the kind of big burly guy with the beard, like he's he's really cl- close with the main character. I think he dies eventually. Opie, it sounds um, like yeah, dude. I'm going through that show Opie. like right fucking now. It's amazing. Brian Hurst is his so, real name. Opie, Harry I'm pretty Pierce. sure. Remember is, the Titans? <laughs> Sorry. What, what, he was in Remember the Titans too. That's Opie. That's him. Gary Bertier, yeah, the guy who was a little bit racist, and then, like, the black guy and him shove each other, and they're like, left side, wrong side, ah, yeah, that's fucking Opie, Ryan Hurst. He has, he has aged beautifully, because I feel like, he, remember, the Titans is so old, Yeah. and he was, like, a young man then, and so it's like, he still looks like a young man, 
but I'm pretty sure he's a character in The Outsiders, and that show is freaking awesome. You're going to love it. I'm, I'm so excited to watch it again, and I'm excited for you to watch it, because I feel like you can feel the energy of me saying, like, Nick, watch The Outsiders. That shit is good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. We have almost just one more season to go for Sons, because I want to finish that out through, because we went through it all the way, start to finish again, and so fucking good. That's cool. It'll be a perfect That's segue. Weird, isn't it? How did we get there? I'm sorry. Oh, because I was saying that, like, I, we were talking about WandaVision, and I don't really know it. Yeah, and, like, right. I don't really watch a lot of TV. Like, I recently started to, like, watch YouTube and just, like, check out some videos. And I looked at the free section, and I watched this movie called The Celestine Prophecy. I just, like, stumbled upon it. And I Googled it to see what it was about, and it's a book, but it's also a movie. I guess it's uh, from the 2000, like from 2000 or 1999. I don't know the year, but that was a really cool movie, and I recommend that also. It's, it's free on YouTube. It's free with ads. It's called The Celestine Prophecy. It's good. I've done it more than once, I think, on the podcast of shouting out YouTube movies because their free shit has been pretty fucking great so far. I am not as much as into, like... I like stupid movies more so, stupid comedies, and there's definitely a fuck ton of those. I watched Rob Schneider, The Hot Chick, the other day. Fucking still like that movie. I was thinking of The Hot Chick, because I saw it it on the list of free movies, and that movie really made me crack up when it came out. I remember it when it was on, like, Showtime, and we had, like, remember the, like, I don't know if you, if you didn't have cable, if you didn't have those channels, you would get, like, in the summer, they would give you, like, a preview. They'd give you, like, 10 days. Yep. And the the hot chick would play a lot and I would watch it and think it was so funny. <laughs> and Rob Schneider is a Rob Schneider is a real motherfucker. Like he's not one of those fake Hollywood people. Like his tweets and the things that he says publicly, like he's really like he's a human being and I like him. I like this rabbit trail that we went down to figure out Rob Schneider is a real motherfucker. That's great. He's cool. I'm going to have to follow him. Yeah, that's great. I like, I still like 50 First Dates. Like, I like all Adam Sandler movies. I haven't seen any of his new ones, like the jewelry guy. Like, I didn't watch any of that, but Big Daddy is still up there as, like, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, his old stuff is great. We just watched that. Hubie Halloween was his latest one for Netflix, and... It was pretty bad. It's amazing, though. Like, the reason that he gets by is because of all the fucking people he knows. So everybody that you can imagine that he's ever met shows up to be in these movies. So all of a sudden, you know, Steve Buscemi's there, and I really like him. So, all right, shit, now I got to know where this goes. I find Nick Schwartz and funny. He'll show up. Shaq shows up for whatever reason. I'm like, hey, I know these people. It's the 90s all over again. Hey. So go through the apocalypse end of it. One character that we didn't talk about that I wanted to is the Jean Grey who's played by, I'm just going to call her Sansa Stark. I know her real name, Sophie Turner, but she's Sansa Stark to me. The biggest part of this movie that fucking just bothers me isn't really even technically about this movie. Do you know that there's a follow-up? Called, there's another one after? Yeah, Dark Phoenix. I don't think Dark I know that. Phoenix? I don't know if they put Dark in it. Weird. But... At the end of this movie, they kind of show, like, hey, she does it. We see the bird and everything. And then in the next movie, they pretend like that didn't happen. And it's really fucking frustrating. 
So not only do I want your opinion on that, but of course, anybody listening, if you could do the comment section of like, why the fuck did they do that? Why would they unleash the Phoenix at the end of this movie and then not even pretend like she exists in the first one or in the next one? Excuse me. I don't know. I feel like we'll see what they make after that because, like, maybe somehow it it fits. Because, like, for example, one thing about the X-Men series is, like, it's a little confusing because it's, like, all taking place at different times and all the characters change. And so it's, like, you you have to be, like, really paying attention to understand, like, what's going on in terms of, uh, like, beginning, middle, and end. And to keep track of the plot, I feel like there are some things that you can't keep track of because, like, that just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. One thing that definitely doesn't make sense is that these characters kind of came together in what's called first class, where we got these new younger actors. And that takes place in the 60s. We meet Rose Burns character there for the first time. Let me pull her name. Sorry. Moira McTaggart. So Moira McTaggart, we meet all of these people in the 60s because it's the Cuban Missile Crisis. And now this takes place in the 80s, so 20 years later, and none of them have any aged makeup on either. Like, when you put back-to-back Rose Byrne pictures up of her and those, like, it's supposed to be literally 20 years later, and nothing different happens. So that's another kind of confusing part of trying to keep all of these together. You have one, X2... The Last Stand, First Class. I feel like I'm missing one in there, maybe. There was an X-Men Wolverine movie in there. There's a lot of X-Men, you're right. To answer maybe your question, if there was one, of what happens next, I think everything with the Fox deal went back to Disney. So the next big thing for the mutants is going to be to meet the rest of the Marvel Universe. That's cool. I, uh... I, I like when things stay separate. Like, I like when Star Wars was owned by the person that owns Star Wars. I like, I don't know. I just feel like the whole, like, conglomerate and, like, taking over of things, like, at some point, it's like, would the storyline have been more meaningful or would it have been more valuable to us if it was kept without just, like, one person moderating it? Like, or, you know, like, one kind of entity like i wonder about that people say a lot of stuff about disney (laughs) people say a lot of stuff about just like in general about the medias and the type of work like if you work for disney like what you're allowed to do and what you have to do and i feel like that's something that we all have to say like if you have a skill and you have ideas do you really want to let something else tap those ideas and tap your skill and tap your energy? Or do you want to explore where you could go with that untapped? And I feel like the only way you could be untapped is if you're collaborating with people who don't want to tap you, who want you kind of like professor X. Everybody needs to professor X themselves. Liberate professor X was like a liberator. No, I agree with that. I think about that all the time of selling out and, you know, writing something. And even with the podcast itself, if somebody were to knock on the door like, Nick, you know, you're doing great. I want to give you money. I'd be like, that's great. Yeah, I'll take your money. And they're like, but listen, I think you should add this segment. And I'm like, that's a dumb fucking idea. And they're like, well, I'm going to take my money then. And it's like, ooh, oh, shit. I like money. I, I would like to get paid to do this. But that idea is fucking dumb. 
and I don't want to do a dumb idea. I would like to think that I'd be like, nah, fuck you and your money. But also, you know, you, you kind of stated it earlier. Money is energy at this point. We have put enough thought or enough willpower into the symbol of what is money, especially in this country, especially during this time to, I would, yeah, that's great. Time, time is money. Money is energy. Time is energy. Yeah. That's good. But it also is your energy. So it's like whatever, whatever you can imagine is real. So it's like, if you imagine yourself having more of something and having an abundance of something, first of all, you might have an abundance of it already. So be grateful and be aware of how blessed you are. And when we, like, for example, like think of the X-Men, like they were by themselves before they found each other. So it's like, they didn't need someone else to come and kind of corrupt them. And the ones that had that happen to them, they were corrupted. But they let this natural course kind of happen, and they ended up getting to a better place just by kind of receiving what was naturally meant for them. And it might have taken more suffering. It might have taken more pain. It might have taken more time, more faith, more effort. But what you get from your energy as opposed to somebody else's energy is more authentic to you anyway. Like, so I'd rather have what's authentic to me than what somebody else can give me and make me feel like, oh, if if I don't get it from you, I won't get it. Like, no, like the reason why I'm getting it at all is because I'm asking for it and I get to choose. Do I want to get it from there or do I want to, you know, keep going? And I feel like try the different doors, especially like if you have a sense of saying like, that's not going to work for me. Some people, they ignore their intuition and they say, well, that's not going to work for me, but what else am I going to do? I'm just, that's giving up. And you're kind of stagnating yourself. And now you put a lid on yourself when the whole point is to keep going. Like, would you rather be your best, highest self? Or would you rather stop and kind of be like, this is good enough. Like, I don't know if I could do it. Like, you'd watch the replay of your life and be like, holy shit, if I kept going, on my own a little bit more, like I would have, I would have hit this benchmark. I would have hit that checkpoint and like, I would have done exactly what I wanted to do. So like the idea of settling is like a big thing right now. Like, are you going to settle for something that you know, isn't right? Or are you going to keep going? And like, everybody is on different planes. Everybody is on different levels. And, but we all choose anything that happens to people. They, it's kind of free will. Like, we choose it. That's why you can't blame other people for anything. You have to take accountability and be like, I got to get my mind right. I got to get my spirit right. And like, I think that that's some activating shit. Like, I think that you create your reality. So I think in that way, like, we're all X-Men. Like, we all have these abilities that are real and are being talked about and are mainstream. The only thing is that we have to keep them true to ourselves. That's it. They're gonna. They're, we're always gonna know the truth. It's always gonna be in front of our faces, but we have to navigate what the truth means in our own lives and like what's good for us. Well, guys, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of Bugs, Bros, and Superheroes. I'm gonna say thank you so much again to one of my oldest friends, Adrian, for coming out. Definitely a little bit more different than other ones, man. We went deep diving. You have brought so much to think about. I had a great time. Thank you for letting me be myself. I appreciate just being able to like riff on stuff and talk with you. 
I had a great time, and I love your podcast. Thank you. Again, for all the support for everything. You're amazing. Thank you again. Thank you for everybody out there listening. I hope you had a great time. Once again, I'm going to ask you, if you can, do the like, the subscribe, follow all those things. If not, if you have a word of mouth, that would be the best. Because if you have a friend who likes Buds, Bros, Superheroes, if i got a fucking show for them. My name is Nick James. I am joined by... Adriana. This has been Buds, Bros, and Superheroes, and we are out of here. Bye!